Okay, so fifth road zone or fourth road zone. I'm not sure. We're we're deep into the road zones. We're deep. So you had some episode ideas. Like actual movie. Like the last few episodes we've released have not really talked much about movies. Yeah, we kind of been all over the place. And I did have some ideas. Um, let's see here. So uh, one of them was, well, rank animated movies. I think that was something I really wanted to talk about. We talked a little bit about that last. Yeah. Here's the thing. We didn't mention Shrek. Shrek is, you know. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking top five, you know. And not not knighted with the the Disney blessing, you know. Comes out of DreamWorks. It's like the first Not Pixar as well. Yeah, not Pixar, not Disney. Coming out of DreamWorks and super outrageously irreverent. And almost zero drama or zero there's there is some heart in the movie there's some emotion but it's like not till like the very towards like right towards the end yeah which doesn't have to ruin a movie like doesn't have to i've ruin. made that a topic of mine in in the big screen club with butch and ben like a strength of comedy if you are able to make a comedy without getting serious yeah that's, that strengthens your comedy that does However, that's not always the case. Like, it's okay to be serious and funny at the same time yeah. and have, you know, the tear jerky. That's what yeah. the people like, tear jerking or roller coaster or whatever, playing with people's emotions. We talked about Toy Story 3. Yes, yeah. that. Yeah. Funny, sad. Funny, sad. Funny, sad. It's like a Baptist sermon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, tell, they tell people that in Baptist seminaries. So, like, tell a sad story, funny story, sad story, funny do the Baptist man. manipulate people's emotions basically <laughs> the and that's Baptist what Hollywood does down. I was reading on um, a I'm on a bunch of movie groups on Facebook and I was reading on one and a bunch of people went in on this is us oh yeah but they're like this show is manipulative this show is not is poorly written this show tries to make you cry every episode and they, they, like and this is just like everyday movie watchers not film critics yeah. and they were tearing the show apart right and i was just like yeah basking in the comments yes yes, <laughs> yes. i love that i hate this is us i hate it yeah i've never watched a single episode yeah i know i hate it that's the thing too i'm i'm right there with you i just know i'm going to watch it i'm like oh this is one of those yeah. This is one of those. Yeah. And it's not for me. It is for somebody. It's like sitting through well, Joel Osteen, Joel Olstein mess, uh, 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 preaching, you know, sitting through a message of his. You're like, I, you don't need to, I've never listened to a full Joel Olstein. I've listened to maybe a minute of him talking. Yeah. I just know I hate it. But you know what? It, it's working for some people. More power to you. Yeah. No, but, I, I'll say this about This Is Us. I didn't know, wasn't quite sure, you know, season two or three, never really heard of it look into it um you know people were talking about it and um and i saw that the lead from heroes yeah was in it and was one of the lead characters and i said i remember him that he's a bad actor he is really bad he's not he's that is a not talented actor yeah and i said to myself that show cannot be good yeah if he is one of the leads in it. Yeah. He has an impossible to pronounce last time. It's like Milo Mingalagadio. I don't know what it is with he's these. Eastern European? Uh, no, he's Italian, I think. 
Okay. I don't know what it is with like these 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 Italian names that they throw you for a loop. It's like the TikToker, those famous TikTok sisters, the, uh, Charlie and Dixie D'Amelio or whatever. I can't pronounce it. I just said D'Amelio. I know they would get really offended by that, but I'm like, sorry, you got a weird last name and it's hard to pronounce. Hey, look it. We've got a weird last name and I'll accept that no one knows how to pronounce yeah, it. I'm okay. I never correct people on my last name. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I make it a practice not to correct people they on ask, my name. People ask me, then I tell them, but I yeah. don't care. If and even, it, it's like, fine. and usually I don't even correct them. They ask me, I'm like, yeah, sounds good. If they're like insistent, like, how would you pronounce it? Like, they really push me on it. Then I'm like, be early. But pretty much, if you get my name wrong, I'm like, cool. I had a professor at, uh, at PCC who knew how to pronounce it. I, I have a professor, my hermeneutics professor right now knows how to pronounce my name. Yeah. That did not ask. Yeah. He's just like, huh. Benjamin Biorley. And I'm like, oh, wow. And then he goes, and then he's like, would you like me to call you Ben or Benjamin? I'm like, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> yeah. The, dude, the thing is, is that uh, this professor, by the way, his name is, his first name was Ben. And his, his last name was something really plain. It was like white or something. He always made jokes about it. He's a math professor. And it was like really basic math, really basic math. So he yeah. was like super unenthused. So he just basically yeah, because he's made got jokes. like a PhD. Yeah, in like yeah. he's a mathematician. In like uh, uh, linear algebra yep. and differential yep. equations yep. and all this other stuff. All that. Like, he wrote dissertations on in integral calculus. Yeah, and so he's like, I'm teaching you guys how to add. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so he was like super unmotivated about that and just. But, like, a good teacher, so he would just make jokes the whole time. Yeah. And and he was super chill in a not very chill environment, which was interesting. And then and then he knew how to pronounce my name. He's like, Bjorli, you must be Scandinavian. And I was like, how? I, I've literally ne- – and at that point, I'm not kidding you, I'd never had a single person ever at a first try pronounce my last name correctly. Yeah, because we grew up around a bunch of Dutch people. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. Could be. Like, don't want to take it. The problem with the Dutch is not that they don't know how to pronounce your name. Because, like, most people are not going to know how to pronounce your name if they're not Scandinavian. It's that they don't care. And it's like... Well, if you're not Dutch, you ain't much. Yeah. It's like, very few things. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> Going in on the Dutch. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Uh, in, um... I think it's in Austin Powers. He's like, there are two things I hate in this world. People that are intolerant and the Dutch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. I like Dutch. We have a lot of good Dutch friends. Well, I mean, Grand Rapids is because of the Dutch. I mean, if the the Dutch people, it's because of their theology. They believe in this, like, idea of, of creating and beauty and well, they work re- ethic they redemption re- redemption it's exactly they and so then they've, they've put all this work in into our society here in West Michigan it's it's made it one yeah. of the best places in the world to live I mean yeah. I'm just I think it's awesome oh so. yeah I mean it's ranked statistically as one of the best places to live but it is it's great it's great it's great the people are good and friendly yeah and it's it's pretty great that's a good good culture I will say this Forbes magazine rated it number one city in the country to raise a family also rated it worst city 
in America, top five worst cities in America to be black. So why? Jeez. Yeah. So why were they able to think that? I guess it's like oh, the, when they said to raise a family, they meant to raise a family if you're white. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. That's cheese. That's harsh. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I might also because of the Dutch. <laughs> Like, right? Like, they do not accept you if you're not Dutch. They're not fans of non-Dutch people. That is true. <laughs> it's, it's like, at least if you, like, like we're Scandinavian, so we look Dutch, right? Sometimes we can pass, although some, we're, some of us are a little shorter, Ben. No, but not typically. Like, that's because you're Irish. If you were just 100% Scandinavian, you'd be tall. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, typically, you'd be tall. Yeah. But, um... In my case, I look just like everybody else who's yeah. Dutch. Yeah. Maybe a bigger nose. I don't know. No, the nose is not Norwegian. No. You, uh, I have a Norwegian nose. I have like a perfect, Nor- or perfectly, Nor- like it's the, uh, exactly how a Norwegian, Norwegian's look, the nose is. Yeah. Think like Michael Jackson after he had way, you reconstructive have- surgeries. <laughs> you don't have a big nose though, dude. Trust no, me. I I know that, but my family gives me grief for it, so I'll accept it. John Mark thinks he has a big nose too. It's like I don't I don't look that. Yeah. 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 But the thing is is that um um it's hard for me to believe that because there's places like Detroit that exist. Detroit's very hard to live in for anybody. No, but here's the thing about Detroit. Detroit has wealthy black Americans. Not like incredibly wealthy. Yeah, that's like, true. They will have that's a black true, but mayor. The, yeah. Grand Rapids will not have a black mayor. I mean, maybe now. I don't know. Detroit but. will have the wealthiest business owner will be black. Grand Rapids, that will not be the case. Unlikely. But unlikely. It's, but the thing is, is that that's fine that there are some people. But I'm just saying that if statistically, by and large, people of color are not doing well in Detroit. That's my point. It's that's the, here's the thing. That's not the case. What you'll find in Detroit is that Ben, it has the it, ha, it it's a rough. It's not an ideal place to live. It's a very rough place to live. I get it. I get it. It's hard. The this, people that live in there, and eighty five percent of the, the people. Forbes, are, the Forbes magazine article I I'm talking about. What it did is it took in statistics in the in the play. So what right. it said is, what is your average home value if you're a white homeowner? Yeah. What's your average home value if you're a black homeowner? Right. What's your percentage of owning a home if you're white? What's your percentage of owning a home if you're I black? get no. What's I your percentage of being incarcerated? Just hear me out on this. What's your percentage chance of being incarcerated if you're white? What's the ch- percentage chance of being incarcerated if you're black? It just, it just took a raw look at the numbers. And what it said was, if you're white in Grand Rapids, you're more likely to get incarcerated, less likely to own a home, Less likely to have a good black. job. You mean black? You said white. Okay, you so, meant black. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. So it, it just looked at those numbers and said, if you're black, you're more likely to get incarcerated. Less likely to own a home. I, if you own a home, it's more, less valuable. Right. If you have a job, you're going to get paid less. It right. just took the raw numbers. Right. But I get that there's a bunch of poor people in Detroit. Okay. Yeah. It's but just really. It's just. It's people, just hard, by and large. It's are, a hard it's, city it's a, to live it's just, in. I'm I get it. It's really, really hard for these people. It's, I get it. It's. It's. Not and you gotta understand what racism means. Racism does not mean a bunch of black people living well, a poor lifestyle or a bunch of white people living a wealthy lifestyle. What racism means is 
I understand people getting treated differently. Right. right. And but that's what the article is talking about. It's saying, statistically speaking, right. And that's not would, looking. I at would say, but I would, I would a bunch s- of other factors. Yeah, I would but say just, just saying because the numbers say. Yeah. Well, I get that. Black people, but in Grand Rapids to, get treated worse than able, white people. They're in Grand able Rapids. to do that because they have something to juxtapose. You don't have anything to do. You don't have that ability in Detroit because eighty-five percent is black or eighty percent now. But uh, exactly, but point, can there be racism if everybody is white? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's no, no, no. no but do you, like, do you get what I'm saying? Classism, there's all no, no, no. That's that a different term, and and I get that racism is a, is racism transcends the color of your skin. But no, but what I'm trying to say is is race is a is socially constructed. Okay. Yeah. Right? We're a human race. Yeah. We're all one. We're all in this together. Yeah. Exactly. So, it's but just, unfortunately, people have created barriers: whites, blacks. Hispanics, Asians, and yeah. so there's races. Okay, so when you take those categories, you and that's your definition of racism. If you have a 100% white neighborhood, you can't have racism by the definition of race. If you have a 100% black neighborhood, you can't have racism within it. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, I so know the what fact you mean. that there's different ethnic groups in Grand Rapids, whereas. Detroit is more homogenous. Yeah, prevents it from having that just, same disparity. But, yeah, but my point is, it's not. I'm not making a. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to approach the race issue. I'm just try, I'm trying to say. Well, I, although I do think that even though it's more homogenous, there is a huge problem. I just think it's from the outside coming in. But the thing is, is that. Um, uh, my point is simply that they're wrong. It's harder to be a black person in Detroit than it is. And literally, and statistically, this is true. Okay? It's really tough to be a black person in Detroit. It's, it's, it's harder there than anywhere else in America. Statistically, that's the facts. It's just really rough. It's really hard for those people. And they're completely abandoned and forgotten by society. They're the scourge of society. Right? Like, they're... Everybody talks says horrible things about Detroit all around America and they have a reputation around the world as being crime ridden and they're just and you know nobody wants to do anything about it except for people within the city but they don't have the means to change things and and change doesn't happen overnight too but it's just like it's just harder for those people it's harder for people that live in Detroit than it is for people that live in Grand Rapids black people included this is the difference I'd say so <clears throat> and I would say on basically almost every level. So this is the difference. This is where I would push Just, back on that. Okay. Um, I know black, wealthy, and affluent people in Detroit. I know black, wealthy, affluent people in Grand Rapids as well. However, what creates a disparity? Okay. The, 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 there, there's less disparity between whites and blacks in Detroit than there is in, in Grand Rapids. That's why the term racism is used. Okay? Harder to be black? I get it. But that's something totally different. Racism is is a term discussing, say, hatred, prejudice, and oppression. Right. Right? So that's why you can use it regarding Grand Rapids and not re- regarding Detroit. Okay? Because you have this percentage of white millionaires in Detroit and this percentage of black millionaires in Detroit. Mm-hmm. But you don't in Grand Rapids. 
the thing that prevents and makes it harder to be black in Grand Rapids versus black in Detroit is, and I've experienced this as a Norwegian, okay? Like I'm white, I'm blue eyed. I have like what some people would describe as blonde hair, okay? I look Aryan. Like I would be Hitler's, uh, uh, he wasn't even full. I don't even think he was actually full Aryan. I think he had brown eyes. No, but, but like Hitler would love me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The Uber Mitch. Exactly. So, it, according to the Dutch people, I look Dutch, okay? But I have experienced, and, and no other white person who's not Dutch can argue this on me, okay? This is totally true. Yeah. There is a barrier, an invisible barrier between the Dutch and everybody else. Yeah. Okay? And if I've experienced it, it's 10 times worse if my skin was brown and my eyes were brown and my hair was curly. Right. Okay? Because the, I'm telling you, they, they, they ask you your last name. Why do they ask me my last name? They're trying to check out if they know my family history. Right. And if I fit in with them. Right. They ask me what church I go to to check to see if I'm in with in group of churches that they associate right. with. They want to know, you know, the college. And I did go to Calvin College, so I'm in that like in group, in that fraternity. But but they care, and I've witnessed, I've looked at other Dutch people interact with them right. and seen the camaraderie in the fraternity that they hold together. Right, it's there. Right, yeah. They're clannish, for sure. Is it... So here's a question, then. Is it... that That's there. And because of that, by virtue of people being clannish, there's going to be an element of that. An element of prejudice. Okay? So here's the thing, though. Is it intrinsically wrong? Because it is something... Now, I'm not, I'm not making a case for, for the KKK here. I want to be clear. But is it intrinsically wrong to have preference for people that are within <clears throat> within your culture, okay? And, or family. Yeah, or family. Is it intrinsically wrong to have to have to, to be to give preferential treatment? Like I know people that are that are like that specifically are trying to support uh, black owned businesses. It's a big thing for them. It's like a big thing for them. And they're always looking for that. They're, everything they consume, whether it's media, whether it's movies, or, you know, whether it's food, whatever. No, whether I, it's I fit that. I fit that. Yeah. They're, tr- trying, they're, to they're trying to do minority that. Minority-owned businesses. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We passed a supermercado in a few episodes ago. Yeah. That's like a thing for me. Yeah. So... So the thing is... Or locally owned. Did you know locally owned is actually the same... That's the same category. Oh, for sure. It's the same exact thing. It's exactly what they mean. So so the thing Let is... Let me just say, say this on it's, this. It's, it it, it is... Just, there's a gray area there, I guess that's why I would well, say. Well, okay. And, it's good. Okay, it's not... I'm not saying it's good. I, I'd say we, as humans, yeah. love... Our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our yeah. fathers, our neighbors. And so, yes, we support them. Yeah. Okay? So I do that. But there is a tipping point at which you find that people overvalue their connection to others versus the service that is provided. Yeah. Okay? I think, yeah. So, like, 
That's true. I Let's think- say you open a taqueria. Yeah. Okay, you serve tacos. Yeah. Then I'm forced with the decision whether to buy the tacos from you, mm-hmm. my Scandinavian Irish brother, yeah, versus the taqueria owned by the Mexicans down the street. Right. Okay. The quality of the tacos from the Mexican taqueria will be better than yours. Likely, yes. Right? And that's where the like discernment comes in. Yeah. So and and but I will say this, I think that that is the minority of decisions that we're making. That's on like the far end of decisions that we're making. I'd say the majority of decisions we're making on those types of issues Mm -hmm. is not that like hairy and that difficult. Whether I'm going to buy from my sibling, oh, definitely, and support my or support my child, definitely. or support my in-law, right? Like that's a small percentage of choice. The majority of choices that we make are like very unconscious and obvious uh, choices that are supporting our in-groups. And it's not like some very difficult, you know, oh, really yeah, yeah, trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to fight yeah. with what's do right. Do I support my family? Or exactly. Do I support this? Yeah, yeah. Usually of we're course. just like unconsciously like, I'm shopping at this grocery store because it's five blocks from my house and they got the cheapest prices. Right. That's a majority of the time right. what and the I think, choices were I think that that is one of the things I think that in, especially in our day and age, you may disagree with us. Maybe you agree or you understand, but one, one of the problems with things with this subject matter in our day and age is that you have people that, okay, so you got uh, Randy from Independence, Iowa. Randy's a trucker from Independence, Iowa. Independence, Iowa is 95% white, okay? And most people are religious, go to church, or are conservative, right? And Randy, like, has, a, has like, a MAGA sticker on his car and, and is really into Donald Trump. And he gets labeled a racist even though he doesn't have anything to do. He just doesn't care. He doesn't even – he's like, what are you even talking about? I like – I don't mind. I don't mind. What do you mean? And, like, people get blindsided with that. So you have this situation where when, when these – subject matters come up huge swaths of of the population get thrown into this category under the bus you know just because you know robert van holstein or robert you know whatever you know don't go hard on the van holsteins because we happen to know a few well yeah i mean i could say any van and end it with anything and probably know some people but the point is it's like (laughs) just because this guy grew up in this like all dutch family and all dutch and he thinks a certain way it's like sometimes there's no those people in those environments are not given any uh they're not given any um license to express how they feel based off of the environment that they grow up grew up in if they do they're completely thrown under the bus even though some of what they say is right and some of the way the way the things they do are, are, some of the, the, their their culture is good it's like because it's like they're putting this they're raised in this environment they're completely thrown under the bus and and it's like the guy doesn't know any better 
This is the way it is for him. This is for the world that he grew up in, and that world's not changing. So why so, why will Independence, Iowa, not be rated as one of the top five most racist cities in the country? Well, it's just not on the map for one. No. So no, and that's not the reason why. Well, what's the reason you think why? Let's hear that. No, no, no. I want the reason. Like, think about it for five seconds and tell me why. I mean, I think it's because it, those people there, it's homogenous for one. So, That's the reason. So you can't, you can't look at Joe. Look, I understand that when... If you don't have any black people in your city, you can't oppress any black I, people. But the, okay? I understand. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand so that. Detroit but, and you're 100% black, you can't really oppress well, black that's not, people. Well, that's not true. People oppress each other for other reasons. Other I race. understand so, that. But, the, the but that's is, not the definition of racism. Do you see what I'm saying? I understand so, that. I think, but, so but that's part of the. Pro- you need that's diversity to have racism, right? Uh, yes, in a sense. But the problem is, is that also the the word racism has become this other thing, and what people don't understand is that what we're dealing with when we when you think of traditional terms of racism, what you're talking about is slavery. Okay, that's where we start. That's ground zero, right? And so what we're talking about is viewing people as animals. Right, as like livestock, something you own, which is wrong. Right, you don't own people. They're independent. They're they're beautiful beings made in God's image. So, what happens though is that we, and this is the problem. This is why people like Bob from Independence, Iowa, you know, go out and vote for whoever is Randy or Randy, whatever. Randy, sorry, Randy. They vote for these people that people that are allegedly socially aware would never vote for, right? And the reason is, is because they're being pigeonholed and they're being painted in a certain light that is is not reality. The reality is, is that the basis of racism is, is ego and hatred. That's what you have going on. Thinking I'm better than you for reasons that have nothing to do with reality, which is like your ego and then and then hatred like hating a type of people maybe maybe because something happened to somebody and this certain person was of, of color did something bad to somebody or maybe or or because you consume the wrong type of media but that's what you have going on okay that's the the basis of racism okay and then so so bob or randy from independence iowa is not going to participate in a Ku Klux Klan rally, he's not even going to be consider consider himself even alt right. He's not going to uh, do all these d- different things. He just like really likes Donald Trump, thinks he's awesome and the best thing for our country, and so therefore he's like bad in in, in all these different circles. And I really detest that. I, and I think it happens in both sides of the fence too. I want to be clear about that. Uh, I definitely think that's the case, but I, I just. I, I think that, that that's a huge problem too. And you're and it's like it's overcorrection and what people need I think what people need to do when it comes to these things is they need to get back to merit. Things need to be merit based. Okay. There does need to be that, but there also needs to be an element of charity. But when it comes to whether something is racist or not, I think that Martin Luther King Jr. laid it out really he laid it out perfectly. 
It's not about the color of somebody's skin. It's about the content of their character. There are bad people across the board page. And if you are not able to to decipher character, which in our current culture we have a huge problem with. People have a very hard time deciphering good character from bad character. You know, I was just talking with mom earlier today and talking to her about how I've had friends and they're dating this person. And I'm like, this person is horrible. This person is the scourge of society. And they're just like, they can't, but they can't figure out the person's character. So they spend all this time in this useless relationship that goes nowhere and is absolutely toxic. And so that's why I think that Detroit is harder for a black person to live in. Is is not because uh, I think it has nothing to do with race in, in, on on a day to day basis. I do think on a macro scale it does because I think that it's a city that people, politicians, people in Washington have decided to write off and are not willing to help out in any way. And they could use their help. That's what it needs. It needs federal involvement because it's a great city and it's full of great people. They just need some help. But it's in, in, and in that sense, you know, there's clear Let institution, me ask you a question. institutional racism. Do you know wealthy, affluent, middle-class Detroit black Americans? Yeah. Do you know Grand Rapids affluent middle class I do. wealthy? I okay. do. But do you know more in Detroit or I more do, in Grand Rapids? I do know more in Detroit. Okay. Now, before you go on, have you lived longer in Detroit or longer in Grand Rapids? I live longer in Grand Rapids. Okay. So, think about this. You know more wealthy black Detroit people. You know less wealthy Grand Rapids Detroit people. Right. Even though you've spent more time in Grand Rapids than Detroit. Yes, that's I'm true. Just, but, I'm, this, is, this is the but, reason. is anecdotal. Super okay? anecdotal and there's a lot However, of- the statistics bear this out. That's why Forbes magazine looked at these two different situations and said Grand Rapids is one of the top five most racist cities in the country. It's because they looked at the numbers and they saw what your experience bears out, that it's easier to be successful as black in Detroit than it is in Grand I don't Rapids. Th- I don't think that's the case. Because there's a glass ceiling. I, I don't think that's the case. I think it's very, very hard to... I think it's much harder to make it in Detroit than it is in Grand Rapids. In fact, that's also a statistic. It's just really... It's a really rough place. And it, again, it can be chalked up to racism. I think it's macro in the sense, like I said, that it has something to do with something much bigger than just Detroit. It's Detroit proper. I think that the people currently involved in running Detroit mean really well and are trying their best but it just needs more than what they can offer but the reality is is that it, it is it's really 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 rough there it's really harsh i mean it's crazy how harsh it is it's hard when you drive through detroit it's hard to it's hard to comprehend that this is america this is the america that we all live in it's like really this is going on here in america yeah. Home of the free, land of the brave. It's hard. And then statistically, it gets far worse. And visually, it's very harsh. But statistically, it's like horrifying. And so it's just tougher there. It's just a lot tougher there. And I, and I get that there's, you know, they're more homogenous. And maybe there's, uh, you could... You could, you could try to, you know, mount an argument that somehow it's, like, easier for people day to day there, but it's just not. 
the amount they, they have more violent crime per capita than any other city in America. What I'm getting really out of rough. this conversation that's, that's, is that you're trying to let the Dutch people off the hook. No. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> not true at all. I'm just taking issue with this particular thing. You know? I got beef. I'm beefing with the Dutch. I am beefing with them. But in this particular area, I think that what Forbes, I think Forbes is misguided. And of course, Forbes is just a bunch of rich New Yorkers, right? They're totally not in touch with society. They're just looking at the numbers. There, well, I'm looking at the numbers too. That's the thing. I'm looking. There's numbers that support everything I'm saying. Okay. We, uh, it, it, I think we need to shut this conversation Hold down. Hold on. I said, and it is true that per capita, Detroit is has the most violent crime in America. Okay, that's a statistic. I think St. Louis does. No, we no Detroit. Detroit. In fact, Detroit almost doubles any other city in the world in America. I think Chicago. No, so no, we're, we're, we're Chicago has more murders, but we but Detroit has significantly more. Uh, violent crime and would have more murder, murders, except that we're except I guess, that Detroit you know, is like is like is like a fraction of the size of Chicago. Okay, so that's what you got to so, decide. What, what do you want, the violent crime or the murder? We don't want either. That's my point. The thing is, is my simple point is, is that I think that those who uh, who produce that article from Forbes are misguided yeah. and not looking at the full picture. Yeah. Well. Um. You know, it is what it is. Okay, let's uh, let's shut this down. All right, let's wrap it up. Talk to you later. See you. Goodbye. Okay, thanks. Bye.